Hello everyone, it's episode 65, and I didn't even write it down, of the General Damage Podcast. What's up guys? How's it going? Melting, all the melting, all the melting, fucking, I hate the summer. So that's Melty Nick, I'm Melty Will, and unfortunately, Shane is the finest one of out of all of us, because he lives on the East Coast now. My and I'm refreshed. Well, I like to think that you're living on the East Coast with humidity, so you're swamp-ass Shane. Uh, that's actually semi-true. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I don't go outside when the humidity's out. Sure. By the right, time I have smart. to go to work, the humidity's mm, gone. Right. Okay, that's, that's good. good. But but I'll tell you right now, you go out there, and it does feel like a fucking swamp. Yeah. I guess, I guess the question no? is, would you rather deal with the heat we're dealing with, Nick, or the humidity? The heat. It, yeah, I think between but, the two. But really, it's it's like, do you do I want this bowl of diarrhea or this bowl of diarrhea? I, I mean, mean, that that is true. I, th- I think when it comes down to it, it is both are terrible, and yeah. you have to suffer through both for, through either of them. It's not fun. If, if I had my own house and it would have AC, that's like that'd be like a dogmatic law. Yeah. Um. I would have basically when the summer hit for me, I would call that igloo season. Oh yeah, and I crank that motherfucker up, dude. It it, it is fucking paramount to have the AC go on. Yeah, it, like it, we're definitely. I mean, we're we're hitting the hundreds in some areas. It's not every place, mm-hmm. but still, just the fact that it like exists as a thought or as a problem. Or it's a thing, fucking sucks, dong. It is miserable. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yay, yay, climate change. It's summer. Summer mm-hmm. is like a pain in the ass. It, yes. Like, yeah. Like it's it a always cool is a pain season. in the ass. Like is all it? these ha- cool things happen, but summer itself brings heat. Ooh. Heat sucks. Now, granted, you want to know what's interesting though? Mm. What? Because by the time I go into work, yeah, it's mm-hmm. still warm. You know, it's sure. there's still a bit of heat, but then. Uh, you know, a bunch of coolers. Coolers emit heat, right? Right. Right. So, yeah. so where I work is a fucking sauna. But it's really <laughs> nice. What's really cool though is when I have to go get ice cream out of the walk-in freezer. Uh huh. Yeah. That is the nicest thing. Oh, dude, I, I can only imagine. However, I was... it's only nice for the first two minutes. Uh huh. Because it's it's a freezer that's it it adjusts its temperature to the heat inside. Sure. Uh-huh. So a human body means it goes it the thing starts really cranking. Sure. Oh, okay. And so it's like, huh, if I'm in here too like I actually might become a shadesicle. <laughs> That's I was actually contemplating one day after work cuz I'm on a construction site and construction sites are not pleasant. No, they're not. Uh especially and I watched some of those guys who are in like these long sleeve t-shirts and they got the hard hat with like the this uh fabric on the back of it to protect their neck mm-hmm. and i'm just i'm just thinking like you must be swimming like it's you're oh, yeah. swimming but i for me all my job is is sitting i sit and i monitor these air pumps sure. and i was contemplating going to like safeway or something that was around the corner of the school and just sitting by the freezers <laughs> i was that and i wasn't I, like the heat was getting to me like i wasn't feeling good for the i'm still not feeling good Dude, that that like, is like the my worst. stomach's bothering me and everything. And it's just it's it's not fantastic. Yeah, it's probably because of the crap food I've been eating. But yeah, I mean, but... it's a bunch of it's a bunch of factors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But no. I I've always hated the summer. Always. See, uh... I don't I don't feel like there's any benefit to it. <sighs> Even when I was a kid, I fucking hated the summer. I just. No. As a kid, I, 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 I mean, I swam competitively. So, like, I was in a pool more often than I am now. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was that was probably, like, my saving grace for the summer. But, like, nowadays, I don't really have access to a, a pool. So, it is... It sucks. It, it just... The weather just is fucking miserable. And, like, it doesn't help that in my room... If I'm on my computer for, you know, maybe an hour, like, my computer has already heated my room well past where it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah I, then I, so then I'm That's a problem with sauna. electronics. 
Yeah, it really is. Yeah. See, I mean, summer, as it is out here, mm-hmm. uh-huh. it just means tourists, which sucks. <sighs> but that's what you get when you're yeah. in a tourist trap. But on the flip side, the only saving grace that summer had with me is like, well, no school, movies, sure. and yeah. video games. Yeah. Okay. And like, yeah. for instance, E3. The only reason I really liked summer because I was like, oh god, E3's coming. Yeah, well, it's this, I was like, oh god, E3's coming. Oh, and, oh, yeah, all these games are coming out in one of my favorite seasons. Yeah. It's kind of a win-win. Yeah. Dude, I, I am excited that we are... You know, as we talked about it last, uh, last week, how just kind of epic this year's E3 was. Uh, uh-huh. I think that definitely the most... One of the most exciting things to to hear from it was how many games are coming out at both the end of this year and the beginning of next year. Just the the stockpile of things. Uh, it's well, fucking sweet. Okay, what's coming out this year? Uh, so this year, if I remember correctly, uh, I think uh, I have a few dates. Yeah, um, actually, uh, so we're gonna. Uh, Go ahead. Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. That's coming out October 27th. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, so is Wolfenstein. They're both coming out the 27th. Yep. Um, um, we're getting Destiny 2. That comes out September, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Evil Within 2 is coming out in October this year. Yeah. Crackdown 3, uh, November 7th. Right. And also we have to up in COD with that. That's coming out. That They own November, so they're coming out mm-hmm. then. I think the um, new... The DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out this year as well. Right. That's uh, spectacular. And yeah, it, it really is. So it's it's pretty needy what we're getting. Um, yeah. So oh, it's, yeah. It's um, great. Shadow of War is coming out not this August, but now October. Okay. Sweet. Which sucks a little bit. Sure. But at the same time, because I wanted to play it in August, because I'm not going to PAX now. Mm. Yeah. But whatever, I mean, that means I really have to power through Doom, and then go back to Shadow of Mordor and beat that, and finish it. Mm-hmm. And then in between all that time, uh, get complete, like, Mad Max, and then there's fight Titanfall as well, and there's a few other games I'm thinking about. Sure. Um, I actually finally got a hard drive thanks to my sister, so I don't have to spend any money, and that's going up to my Xbox. Nice. Three terabytes, so yeah, I'm going to be cooking with gas. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Very cool. So, actually, I want to start off some stuff. Okay. Because E3 was huge for all of us, right? And we're gamers, so... Yeah, right. Yeah, like, ultimately, we're the real winners of E3. Because mm-hmm. we get the most out of it, but so it, something interesting happened. So Monster Hunter World was announced, right? Right. And so anyone who's listened to this previously knows that Will and I have like the biggest boners for that game. Yeah, it's, too many hours sunk into that game. All of it worth it, right? So, but here's what's happened. Previously, we talked about Dauntless, which at the time Will and I both had huge boners for because it was like, oh, a, a Monster Hunter like game for the mm-hmm. PC, free to play. You know, this, and it seemed like they were completely pushing different boundaries that, like an open world and all that. The things that, like, Capcom doesn't do. Mm-hmm. Now, you might think to yourself, with the announcement of Monster Hunter World, that Phoenix Labs, the people who are making Dauntless, might be panicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Surprise- th- th- there's definitely that feeling. Surprisingly, though, they're not. Good. Uh, and, and I think this is actually really smart of them, because they had the realistic idea of, well... It was bound to happen eventually. Right. Now, granted, it happening, so this game being announced so close to them going into beta, which should be at the end of this year, I think. Not ideal. But what the guys from Phoenix Lab said, and I really I like this approach, is they were never trying to compete with Capcom. They were mm-hmm. never trying to compete with Monster Hunter. Right. Because this game isn't, it's like Monster Hunter, but it's it's a far more casual group. Yeah. And so, and it's free to play, right? It's it's meant to be accessible to people. That's the main goal with uh, microtransactions being what funds them. Mm-hmm. Which means their real competition isn't in Monster Hunter. It's for things like Warframe or League of Legends, other free to play games. Yeah, that that model. Exactly, and so I like that though because 
instead of trying to put themselves in this, you know, basically up against a titan, pretty much, of, like, a game development company, mm-hmm. they took the smart road, which is, no, we're going to not market ourselves against that. We're going to market ourselves against other indie developers who already have our market to begin with. Because sure. they knew the fact that anyone who was playing Dauntless would immediately leave it if a good Monster Hunter game came up for the console or the PC, right? Right. Like, right. like that was the realistic idea, which is like the true diehard Monster Hunter fans will probably jump ship. Yes. But on the flip side, there are going to be plenty of people who don't want to pay for Monster Hunter. And there's probably plenty of people who actually do not like Monster Hunter. Or yeah. they want to play a Monster Hunter-like game, but they don't want to play one by Capcom for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I love this approach, and I love their honesty as a company because this is what you should be doing as an indie developer if you're making a game that's similar to like a AAA title, yeah. and you're and you're in the free to play racket, which is you're not trying to compete with the AAA title, but you're trying to create a similar gaming experience for people who don't want to pay the money. Yeah, like you want to emulate that feel without uh, without going up against it you know other other games have done that uh was it combat arms uh yeah has has done that uh there there are a number of other ones and it's it it, it is a great is a good business model for, for for those companies they they do succeed there is there's it there is a, a a market uh that that wants something like that so i'm i'm happy to hear that they're not they're not you know distraught about uh about capcom releasing this game um, yeah. that's very good because uh, we do need we do need these kind of easier go I wouldn't say easier we do need these these uh, games in our market uh, in the market space to kind of broaden that I mean there are times where we won't get another Monster Hunter game but if there's another company making a Monster Hunter like game that's accessible every time without a problem fuck yeah that'll give people that kind of fix they need in the down times well, like, here's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. You and I have PS4s. Yes. We're probably going to play Monster Hunter on the PS4 together. Yes. But for, <laughs> for for the sake of purpose, right, say Nick can't afford a PS4. He already has an Xbox One. Yeah. Say he gets this brand new PC. Mm-hmm. We could just play Dauntless with Nick. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I had that thought because Mari, a friend of mine who, you know, really likes Monster Hunter, she was like, what are you going to get for the PC, right? I was like, no. I'm going back to PS4. You know, the home of Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. That's how I want to play it. And she goes, but I want to play it with you. But in the back of my head, I was like, we'll play Dauntless. Sure. Right. Because yeah. it's free to play, so there's already no commitment, right? Mm-hmm. And on top of it, it might be a completely different experience, too. Right. You know, Dauntless doesn't look like a Monster Hunter clone. It no, definitely it has its... Um, it, it has its own identity. It has as features that are definitely Monster Hunter like, but everything we've seen doesn't scream, you know, a one for one Monster Hunter. Yeah, and that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the one thing I really like about Dauntless, that you know, it the one thing I will say that Dauntless definitely has over Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. is uh, its look. It's unique. Yeah, it is a it's a very unique look for very for this type of game, right? Yeah. It's very bright and vibrant. And while Monster Hunter is a little bit darker and more stedged in, like, heavy tones, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a much brighter, happier-looking game. And I think that's so cool. So, yeah. you want know to know what? When Dauntless finally gets into beta, I'm definitely hopping on. I'll tell people about it. For sure. And, and I hope it succeeds, especially in a market that has Monster Hunter World, because I want Capcom to also be driven by the fact that there is a free-to-play version of, uh, of their genre of game. And that they should be addressing why people aren't are playing it over that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could, in the end, it could only be good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I would like to play Monster Hunter. I just never had an. I never had a product to play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I've contemplated getting a Game Boy for it, and just to get a Game Boy because I've been wanting to play some Nintendo games. Yeah. So I could probably could do that somewhere down the line, but the phone is a priority now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would I would like to play it if I could. I mean, I might get it from Xbox One, but at the same time, I'll hear crickets because I don't think anyone else I know that's on Xbox will have it. Sure. So it's kind of like up in the air. Um, speaking of like indie developers and everything like that, so I forget the name of that company. 
but they do Hitman. Uh, is it IDOS? No, it's not IDOS. No. Um, You're talking about the new up, episodic Hitman, right? I believe, yes. Um, oh, they, IO Interactive. Yes, there we go. They, from what I've heard in the news, they own... They have basically cut ties with publishers and are now calling themselves an uh, indie developer. Okay. And they fully own the rights to Hitman, the Hitman IPO. Oh, Interesting. And, and as a courtesy, they released episode one or something like that for free for people that want it. Oh, that's awesome. Sick. Yeah. And then apparently on, I think it was Twitter, and I might get this wrong again because I didn't write it down like I should have. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's Randy Pitchford who's Gearbox. I think so. Well, he 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 tweeted at them saying, "Hey, if you guys looking for some friendly publishing that won't fuck with you," and I'm paraphrasing again. Yeah, he's uh, CEO of Gearbox. Look, yeah, he said, "Look to Gearbox." Cool. Um, but there hasn't been anything else said in in any other way. Yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of cool that they're like this, you know, technically a big developer is now basically saying, hey, we're indie now. Here's the first episode for free. That yeah. is, that's definitely different. It really yeah. is. Yeah. I also well, like I mean, the fact it, it, how Gearbox handled it. <laughs> like, just be like, yeah. hey, we're here if you want it. Yeah, so. Um, I don't know what that says about published, big publishers versus everything else, but. It's, it's it's cool that this company has its has its own IPO, which on some level I'm kind of I'm thinking like, man, if Respawn can do that, then they won't have to suffer the bullshit that EA put them through. Yeah, I I think that's that's a lot of reason why uh, you know companies try and basically step away from the, from their publishers. I think the the limitations and the restrictions. Uh, yeah. you, that that a number of the companies do put on on you know, the companies uh, under them uh, is can sometimes be just taxing and brutal. Well, it's also it fucks over the consumer because if you wanted the full experience for Star Wars Battlefront, mm-hmm. you needed to pay an extra fifty bucks, right? And and EA and Dice and probably I think Dice pushed this more than EA mm-hmm. have learned from that, which is why in Battlefront Two there's apparently saying that the DLC is going to be all free. Right, I saw that. I, I was so, like, fuck yes. There, There yeah. is kind of a, a, a little more of a trend. It's, 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 it's still fairly minute, but there are a number of companies that are starting to do like free DLCs with their games. Yeah, uh, yeah. which is cool. It so. is. Uh, I, I think that they understand... I, I would like to think that a number of the companies understand that... Um, Albeit, yes, they are making a killing more off of off of DLC sale uh, DLC sales than their the base product. Um, yeah, that kind of is it. Kind of fucks over the consumer. <laughs> it does, but at the same time, the here's the thing: we all bitch and moan at the fact that um, you have to pay fifty bucks extra for all the the season pass or whatever, right? For Battlefront, um, mm-hmm. Battlefront One. Or Battlefront 1 Redux, whatever the fuck you want to call Battlefront, it. You can just call it Battlefront 1. People will know yeah. what they're talking about at this point. True. Mm. Um, but here, the the math and everything, and the labor that goes into making a game, the reason why Seasons Passes exist and DLC exists, is so... It's really 50 bucks for a Season Pass isn't gouging the consumer, though it does feel like that, because it feels like we got half a game. Really, what it is is trying to make the game break even. Right, uh, that it's covering because the game, the game at launch, isn't even covering the cost of production. Right. Well, I mean, we're lucky that games only cost sixty bucks. They could cost so much more. Right. It, um. It really could. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a reason Rockstar is looking at Grand Theft Auto Five, going, "Let's keep making shit for this game." They keep playing it. They keep spending money. I mean, um, because you, the, it it basically became what WoW is to Blizzard. Right, printing money. It's printing money. I mean, they they just released a new uh, a new thing for that. It's the Gunrunners DLC, and fucking people yeah. love the shit out of it. Like that's probably one of the the most streamed games. And for like how old it is, it's impressive. 
It well, yeah, it's going to be four years old soon. Yep. Um, and a lot of people stream it. A lot of people still play it. I mean, I go on the Grand Theft Auto subreddit, and there's just a ton of shit. Yep. Um, but gifts and videos and tips and people just showing their their tricked out cars and outfits and houses and all this other shit. Um, it's basically like Second Life if you can murder people. <laughs> that is an uh, interesting way to put it. We can, we can yeah. rephrase this better, uh, Nick. It, it's a, it's like Second Life uh, if Second Life was good. Oh, oh shots fired. App description. Yeah. <laughs> um, shots fired, Shane? No, calling out facts. Different. No, I know. Yeah. Let's be real. Anyone who who has played Second Life or know of it, it's a joke. Uh, yeah, man, a very a bad joke at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But so, you know, people are still playing Grand Theft Auto, and like most of the DLC that they've put out for Grand Theft Auto has been for free. And then they I think they recently put out before before the Gunrunners. I can't. I don't know if this is right or not, but they basically added two more cities. They essentially added the San Andreas pack, mm. which added San Fierro and I want to say either Los Venturas or something else and now that is down that basically makes they, you had to pay 50 bucks for that I mean but you were getting like two big full size cities like Los Santos right uh, mo- so. most most of the people that are constantly playing that game aren't going to care about, about yeah. that expenditure if they're getting more game and more things to do, like they're yeah. they're pretty happy about it, anyways. Right, right. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it, it's it's really oh, I think it's a good thing in that part. It's just you know you need to find that game. Companies just need to find that game that can literally just you know print money. And sometimes that happens, and sometimes it doesn't. And you know, we also get flops. But at the same time, with if we go back to like the whole independent stuff with um with the hitman company and everything else with respawn respawn completely owns titanfall ea just publishes it so right now in my what i'm thinking in my head is respawn probably wants to keep making titanfall and they keep making dlc that's that's you i see that yeah so if I were respawn, if I were the CEOs or you know people who are in respawn, I probably would be yelling at EA and saying like we want to make uh, Titanfall three. Yes, there is money there. You can you know we can fix we can figure this out. Sure. And they basically respawn basically says we're picking the date. I mean, they have. I I would demand that if I were respawn. Like, I would basically say, Call, Call of Duty owns the winter. We we should own the spring. I I um, mean it, it it's it is good for the consumer if if that does happen because then yeah. it means that um, that you know in in the spring and the fall the the you know gamers who love shooters are getting. Are getting games no matter what they're getting their plates filled and yeah. they're satiated for a while. Yeah, and they're also they play very differently. Oh God, um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's there's that aspect to it as well. But it's just like the first game came out in the spring. It came out like I think I want to say six months or maybe a little longer after the Xbox One launched. Mm-hmm. And it was a hit, and people loved it. That's why we got Titanfall two. But then EA, he, I don't, man, it's it's that stupid thing. These big giants want to go to head head to head with other big giants, and it's like that dude's been living there for years. Why are you going over there and knocking on that door? <laughs> like, don't, just don't do that. Yeah, but, I, I, I don't understand that aspect of. Yeah. of the industry it, but and I don't think I, I ever will realistically no I don't I don't understand because it's like oh they're holiday seasons we have to get them all the holiday you know people shop and you know we got you know they we have to get it out at this time because Christmas and all this other bullshit like no you don't like you don't have to get it out at that time by that logic you think every blockbuster has to come out in summer that has <laughs> gone away a long time ago like summer blockbusters actually in some sense, haven't been doing that well as they usually have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the most reviewed movie, I want to say, last year that was positively reviewed and made a ton of money was Civil War. Sure. And every other action movie after that was like, yeah, it's 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 okay, it's good, it's good, you know. And they <laughs> it's probably, <a> movie. <laughs> yeah, they probably broke even, but like summer blockbusters don't exist as as much as they used to. Like we don't have an Independence Day, if you will. Right. I I think it, it it's starting to feel like fall and spring have kind of the best movie releases, or or winter winter nowadays. Yeah, winter does. Well, to yeah. be fair, though, they've been releasing Star Wars near the end of the year. Sure, and that yeah, and that, that kind of skews it because it's like, well, it's fucking Star Wars. Like anything you like, any holiday movie tried to fighting that thing. Yeah, it's, well, it's a failure. <laughs> at the same time, like, like Star Wars owns the winter, and then you have uh, where am I gonna go with this? Nick, you're stupid. Um, Star Wars owns the winner, mm-hmm. but they, in the sense that Disney owns the winner, yeah. but they also own the spring slash summertime because most of their big Marvel movies comes out come out around May or like the first week of May. Yeah, like next next year in May, like May fifth, if my math is right, we're getting the first Infinity War movie. Mm. Uh, so that's gonna be fucking insane. It's gonna be awesome. Um, true. So we're getting that, and then, like, I think I think what? Oh yeah. So here's a, speaking of Star Wars. Here's what's happening this this winter, this December, we are getting, um, the Last Jedi. Right. Yeah. And then six months later, we're getting the Han Solo movie. Oh shit! I forgot about that. And I think that's coming out next Memorial Day, like next uh, next May, Oof. and a Memorial Weekend. All right. So it won't be competing with um, its other properties, with, basically. With, yeah, it won't be competing with Infinity War. And then Episode Nine will come out, I think, in 2019 in May as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think if they timed it right, what they want to do is they want to release uh, episode nine on May twenty fourth, which is when the f- when A New Hope came out in seventy seven. <laughs> Damn, that'd be that'd awesome. Be cool. It would be. It would be very cool. And how I know this is, I do this weird funky math, and I keep looking at calculators, and uh, oh yeah, that's what they're gonna do. <laughs> I'm, I'm smart. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. That, like there's plenty of people who do that, so no, there there is too. But at the same time, like you know, I I would do that too. If if I were a studio exec, I would look. Hey, when did Star Wars come out? Like uh, New Hope. When did that come out? Oh, the 1977, May 24th. May 24th is going to be a Friday in 2019. Guess when Episode Nine's coming out? Ah, I mean, you know, it's just that that makes sense. So fair enough. Yeah. Well, but. speaking of movie stuff, because mm-hmm. I've actually tried to... I'm hoping that maybe this is what Marvel's doing. Do we know when the new Spider-Man game comes out? Mm, no, I didn't get a release date on that. I'm kind of curious now. Oh, my Kindle sucks. Because here's how I'm looking at it, right? Because this is just me uh-huh. thinking. Well, this month... Uh, next month, July, right? That's Homecoming. Sure. Correct. And then, of course, everyone's seen this new Spider-Man game, and we we actually got our first really good look at E uh, at E three, mm-hmm. right? So I'm ex- mm-hmm. I'm really hoping for the Spider-Man hype boost, like happened back when uh, they were making the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, anyone who's played Spider-Man two for the PS two, that game was, that was fucking awesome. That, that was the probably the best Spider-Man game. Yeah, I uh, mean, I Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man was pretty Man Ultimate was pretty good. I, yeah, I will Spider-Man agree, that one I played more. <laughs> I mean, that I, also I had like Venom. I like the look of it. So. But, I like, like, epic I, Venom at that. Oh, my God. But I like... Like, you guys saw the gameplay for Spider-Man. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. It, feel like, it felt like they... Because um, everyone's like, oh, it's all quick-time events. I'm like, no, I think it's more like a better UI that shows you all the things you can do. And then you can kind of pick and choose. I mean, it's it's definitely it, it definitely is QET because I think it, for those for those sequences, I think 
I think it just needs to be, unfortunately. it's There's too much going on to just hand over to the players. Because I think no no matter what, you'd be able to, you wouldn't be able to win. Like, if you made it that it was in the hands of the players, they would bitch that it's too complex. And then if you make, you make it QETs, they're going to bitch because it's QETs. Well, it's I felt like there was a the good players. balance. I, there's definitely, like, there there is a, a mix of, like, at the right moments, QET takes over and just makes it streamlined so that the flow of the game isn't broken up, which I think is good. Yeah, well, there's also, like, that's not the Spider-Man I wanted. Oh, um, uh-huh. there, it's, it's uh, initial release date is, is 2018, so there's no, oh, okay. there's no major release. Uh, there's no official release okay. date to it. Interesting. Um, but it's going to be next year at some point. Yeah, that's fine. I, I Partly, I think the whole... I'm, for me, all the QET stuff, I really like the look of the game up to the point where we got all the quick time stuff. Sure. Because it had like a feeling of like, okay, this is like an Arkham game. I'm really going to be Spider-Man. I can crawl on walls. I can use web stuff. Mm-hmm. I can do all this physics stuff. I'm super. I'm superhuman strength. All that shit. That felt good. But then we got into this. It wanting to be cinematic, and I think they go with that because the films exist, right? And this is how Spider-Man has been seen for a good long time. Yeah. So we should somewhat copy that. At the same time, I like to think that all that all we saw was for E3. And maybe that to- that whole um, helicopter thing will not be the same. Yeah, in game, you know, it, it so. definitely. I mean, it looks like an alpha, so yeah. Uh, you know, maybe maybe they'll gauge uh, fan reaction to mm-hmm. it and adjust appropriately, or maybe not. Yeah. But I mean, we we won't know until like we get an official release. I, I'm, just saying, stuff. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. If you want to make a good Spider-Man game, just give me some free roam. Let me swing around New York City and dick around for like three hours. Yeah, never no, touching the main story because <laughs> that's, that's the best part of those want. games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with that. But like for me, it it's still even with the quick time events, it still felt like there's too much going on. Mm. You know, like there's a quick time event trying to hit the guy out of the chopper. There's a quick time event trying to avoid the propellers. Then there's that weird thing of like. Oh, you have to like catch the tail before it hits the people on the ground, and then you have to like do this jump slow mo bullet time thing and shoot all this webbing at the buildings to make sure that the rest of the body of the thing uh, you know slows down enough so it doesn't like hit the street. It's it, there's I'm used to quick time events of like okay, press this button, this button, this button, this button, this button, boom, over. This is like this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens. It was it felt like it was also all over the place. So I, I will say this: the quick time events did not seem to be uniform. No, yeah, they that, were that, no, that and that's and that's a dangerous it, game to play. Like yeah, it changed so much, like angles and camera position. It goes to first person. That is jarring, especially in a chaotic scene like that. No, no the first person was really weird. Yeah. So I'm I'm I like the look of the game like when it was a game. Um, that's what I kind of want. So, but like I don't know when or if we'll 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 see we'll see in 2018 what we right. get if we get yeah. anything. This was like the first real gameplay trailer, anyways. Yeah. For all we yeah. know, they could pull a Bioshock Infinite, and none of that's in the game. <laughs> True. Well, yeah, I mean, very true. Hell, if we want to go back a couple of years, or almost a couple of decades, mm. a decade and a half, uh, we were supposed to have a huge big scene with the World Trade Center in the first Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that didn't true. happen, unfortunately. I mean, hell, the teaser for Spider-Man had the World Trade Center in it. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, th- you know, things change. In-, in that case, a horrible tragedy occurred, so an icon couldn't be in a movie. Yeah. Um, you know, that is just, it is what it is. Like, with this game, who knows? Like, I don't, I mean, who knows what we're going to get. Right. Uh, and I just realized how close we are to Spider-Man Homecoming. Right, we're yeah. very, it's, it's coming up soon. Yeah, so it's coming up. <laughs> 
I have been listening to two songs from two different Marvel trailers constantly. Which two? So I've been li- so there's the beat that goes through. I want to say it's the third Spider-Man trailer. Okay. Um. It's I can't. Don't ask me to sing it. I mm-hmm. can't sing. But the name of the song it's by Hoodie Allen, and the name of the song is um. Act my age. Okay. Uh, white. He's a white rapper. And it's a fairly good song, but at the same time, I'm thinking like I, I looked up the guy. I'm like, you're 28, and you're talking like you just graduated high school. <laughs> I mean, the song lyrically is not fantastic. Sure. Its its message is not fantastic. Uh-huh. Like you're only three years younger than me, dude. Like seriously. <laughs> um. So it's beat wise, it's a good song. Lyrically, it's kind of. Mid- All right. Yeah. Um. He's a white guy saying not insecure, but insecure. Insecure. My favorite. Insecure. Yeah. yeah. Um. He just said that, that stupid speech. He's trying to be Southern boy. Mm-hmm. But the other song I'm gonna listen to is a song that's from Black Panther trailer. Oh yeah. It's um. It's I call it Step in the Spotlight. It's not called that, but it's by Run with Run with Jewels. Oh, and Run the Jewels. That Run the Jewels. Yeah. yeah. And that's Killer Mike, and um, I forgot the other guy's name. Uh, and it's a great song. Yes. Like I, I've listened to a few Killer Mike songs, and I don't know. It, they just I never really cared for him. I like Killer Mike. He's a great spokesman. I love him. Uh, I love like hearing him with debates and stuff like that because he's articulate as fuck. But and into the spotlight, it's just a fast, fast like punch song, and I love it. And, like, him and his buddy are just, they just rip it apart. And there's some really weird, bizarre effects throughout. And it's great. I, I give the video a watch if you can. Okay. Um, and I, I, I think, Will, you'd like it. You like Aesop Rock? It's kind of in the same... Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard that it's akin to it. Uh, what's the name of the song again? I call it Enter the Spotlight. Okay. But it might be called something else. Okay. I feel bad not knowing his name. <laughs> no worries. But Killer, Killer Mike is a great guy. All right. If if you want to watch a great interview with Killer Mike, where he's not the interviewee, he's the interviewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, look up him talking to Bernie Sanders. Um, right. it's a great. It's just a great talk. So, okay. For sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, I I I don't know about that Spider-Man game. Um. But the movie looks promising. I'm just trying not to get my hopes up with it because Spider-Man has disappointed me before. Sure, it it, it definitely has uh, the potential to do it again. But I mean, I'm from what I've seen, it looks like there's a lot of promise to it. But I'm like you, Nick. I'm I'm not. I'm gonna hold my breath until like I see until like we get it. And watch yeah, it and then I, see how I feel. Um, here's the thing. I mean, I know we want to talk about E3 more. There's a lot of shit, mm-hmm. but I, since we're on the movie bandwagon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Black Panther trailer is doing something that I'm really liking. Is I, I'm I'm hoping that's what I got from it. I don't know about you guys. There's no origin story. Like we we technically got the origin story in Civil War, right? Yeah, yeah it's just it's a continuation off that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, after watching the beginning of Man of Steel, not Man of Steel, um, Batman v, v Superman, and thinking about Doctor Strange, I am just so so done with superhero origin stories. <laughs> I. Don't want to hear them again. I don't care. I don't care if I don't know how this person got these powers. Mm-hmm. Just let them be the superhero, and let me let like like Doctor Strange. You guys love Doctor Strange. For me, I was like, it's good, but I want to see more. Yeah, because I know like I, give me that acid trip because I know this can get so fucked up. I mean, and that's what I want. So like that's that's what I'm looking at anyway. I, I looked at Doctor Strange, honestly, mm-hmm. as really just a setup piece for, like, Bridget. Like, because the whole point of Doctor Strange is, like, okay, it introduced another Infinity Stone that was really important. Because it's time. 
Right. And so, okay. And, like, I like the way they did his origin story, at least. Because it wasn't... It wasn't a flashback. It, right, it was, but neither was... Neither was uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark. I mean... No, that wasn't a flashback. No, but sometimes they do it, like, through a flashback sequence or, like... Yeah, that's bullshit. That's what I don't want in yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. I've said it for the hundredth time. I'll say it again. Yeah, yeah. But do you want to know what I did notice on the casting for Black Panther? What? His dad, the actor who played the king. Right. He is in it. So, there's probably going to be some sort of setup. I'm hoping yeah. it's not so much a... I'm hoping it's not so much a backstory moment as it is more kind of like a... I want to say kind of like actually like a Lion King moment. Mm-hmm. Where like, oh, I get what you're saying. Like, it's, yeah. like the flashback isn't him and his dad. Um, it, it's it's like him yeah. and his dad before the uh, the world conference that got attacked. Right. And they're just talking. And his dad's just talking about one day you'll be a king, you know, and you'll do all this. Yeah. And like, I want or, it to it, be that moment. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that could be a great, like push to the core of his character. I don't need to see yeah. anything further than that. Yeah, we don't. Um, yeah, so Black Panther I'm really, really excited for. And I'm I'm I am excited for Spider Man. I'm just nervous because two two Spider Man I'm, I'm trying to think. About three Spider Man films have disappointed me total. And I might throw another one in there as well. But yeah. Sony kind of fucked up a few times mm-hmm. too many i mean the way i look at this it's they got they got all the right pieces this time right so if they fuck this one up they have to try you have to try spectacularly hard we'll, we'll see i mean yeah. that's all we can do is we'll we'll see we're probably not going to be able to we're probably not going to be able to see it for a minute um because i'm trying to think of scheduling but yeah, definitely. I'll definitely go see it though. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, I want to get your opinion on a game, well. <laughs> sure. Actually, two games. Okay. But since we're on this, what are your thoughts on Assassin's Creed? Um. So I actually got to um, since one of the, one of the cool things that happened that's happened with um, uh, Achievement Hunter uh, is they've kind of had this uh, partnership with Ubisoft so that right. they'll get you know early access into trying these games out and they'll post a video up on their channel and Ubisoft's channel, channel with them playing it. So I get a chance to watch Jack and Jeremy play uh, Origins and they were saying that it, it, it the combat of it plays very different than the previous Assassin's Creed's where, it, where most of them are like hit a button, do a thing, kill an enemy, do a thing, like, evade hit button to execute, evade hit button to yeah. execute. You know, very, like, kind of cookie-cutter combat with no kind of feel but has a flow to it. Um, right. Where this time around, you know, having the right weapon for the right fight is necessary. Um, Ooh, you know, it has, I like that. Yeah, like, your character... There, there's an assortment of weapons. You have... Spears. You have a kopesh that you can always go to. Uh, you have mauls, uh, hammers. You know, heavier, heavier weapons are gonna feel are gonna feel heavier to swing. You know, pl- uh, weapons with reach aren't gonna be as good in close quarter combat situations. Um, there are different bows for different purposes. So, like, I like I like that that they're deciding to go with some more standard RPG elements to this game while still making it feel like an Assassin's Creed game because they had tried to do some standard like tried to do some RPG elements in Unity and that was a fucking nightmare that's right that I above above a myriad of other things that was a big buzzkill for me when my my character who I was playing isn't being trained by any assassins and is having to learn to be an assassin on his own and he fucking acts like a dumbass because he can't for whatever reason decide to stick out his other arm and punch a guy in the head when he's coming down and has to learn how to double assassinate because that concept is fucking idiotic to him yeah so 
I I love the look so far of Origins. Uh, I I like Egyptian mythology. You know, that's one, and I love the kind of Egyptian design. So, you know, I think it's it's very cool that we're we're getting it. The character the character seems interesting. There there, I mean, you still haven't seen enough about him. Yeah, but, no. But like the bit of gameplay that I did, I liked the character. He seems cool. Yeah. Um, he seems. Uh, collected, not arrogant, uh, stoic. I think even more stoic than than some of the other uh, assassin members that we've gotten to play as. But I'm hoping that doesn't make him feel too sterile. Yeah, that's true. I, I want to see him have an emotion range. Um, yeah, because like you can you can have this stoic personification, but there may there may be something that get like a button that gets pushed can and you I- you flip. Can I just interject? Sure. Hmm. You need the happy medium between Altair, whose voice has no emotion. Uh-huh. And Ezio? <laughs> and Ezio, whose only emotion. Sure. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Because that's literally what happened. It was like, oh, we have this one character. He's mm-hmm. he's really brooding all the time. And even when he's talking calmly, he still sounds brooding. And yeah. then you have Ezio, who doesn't take anything fucking seriously. In the first game, later yeah. iterations of Ezio, we get we get this more kind of laid back, toned down, and it did make sense for first Ezio because he was a, uh, I mean that a was greenhorn. Yeah, exactly. Also, um, but I, I would agree with you, Shane. Like you want that happy medium between those two. Can I just say one other thing about Assassin's Creed One? My only thing I've never liked about it. Sure. What. I could sit there at a quarter and parry every attack mm-hmm. and insta-kill everyone. They've gotten rid of that. I hated the parrying because it was so good. Like, there was no point in actually trying to fight. Right, and I think that's one thing that they recognized was a major flaw in their game is as soon as you decided you wanted to fight at all, it was parry, kill them, parry, kill them, parry, kill them. But on the flip them. side, you know what the sad part is? Mm-hmm. The way they tell their story, because that's the that's the problem with Altair, yeah. was he was already a master. Sure. So you expected him to insta kill everything he touched. Yeah. And I will say because I I gave up on Assassin's Creed after I played uh, two. Mm, okay. I just you know I was like ah eh, this these games are cool but I don't think they're for me. Sure. And then after seeing the travesty of three, I was like ha. But oh, what the yeah. interesting start the interesting thing that stands out in Origins now is that it it feels like they're pulling away from all the other traps of the previous Assassin's Creed games, like in enemy types and the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, Ancient Egypt, while it is very, you know, architecturally, like, that, they're one of the first societies of true engineers, mm-hmm. it's not a game that, like, is littered with vantage points and all this stuff. Like, you really have to play hide-and-seek. And this, like, from what I saw, it looks so open. There wasn't yeah. a lot of tall buildings. It wasn't a lot of, well, like... Yeah, we, ha- we haven't seen every city. That was just one city. True, so. but even that one city gave me hope that they're varying it. Because that was the problem with, like, the Assassin's Creed 2, which is, well, these are all big Italian cities, right? Mm-hmm. And the yeah. problem is, structurally, it's like, oh, well, you just find the best vantage point, and you, you know, rooftop to rooftop. Yeah, yeah. Th- there a lot of the... Uh, watching uh, Jack and Jeremy play... There is a lot more hiding in shrubs, or even like kind of moving around on a roof, because there are a lot more enemies that were willing to go on roofs. I know that's cool. Yeah, they're they're willing to climb up uh, to kind of different elevations. So it basically means like there is no safe zone. Like if you find a safe zone, it's because it's a uh, it's a bush you've hidden in, and you're going to attract an enemy to pull them into it. Um, so I, I like. I, I, I still have enjoyed the Assassin's Creed series. I think and 3 is probably the one of the biggest travesties, then followed by Unity. But, like, after Assassin's Creed 3, we had Black Flag, which was fucking awesome. And I, I hear Syndicate's good. I've, I have it installed, but I've never, like, sat down and played it. Um, and uh, Rogue also apparently was very good. And that was uh, that was released on the 360. Um, yeah. it, it apparently, I think, did better than Unity. 
Um, it yeah, from what I heard, it did that. It did better than yeah. Unity was just such a clusterfuck because they're trying to work with new tech and right. it backfired yeah. a lot. So I mean, and they also I think it would be also Ubisoft recognized um, was a couple of years ago or a year ago that there's they're cutting back on releasing so many Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, and when they release was... one, it's going to be fleshed out better. So yeah. That was the problem with this game, and for someone who wanted to catch up, it felt like I couldn't catch up. Right. Like I only played Assassin's Creed Two because I played one and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't like it because the controls I felt really wonky. And then my friend showed me, oh yeah, there's like a flag type in every city you have to go to, and it's like like five hundred flags or some shit. Like the collectibles in that game were just stupid. Right. Um, so I didn't care for that. I didn't, I just didn't care for it. And then in the two was fun, and I have for my three sixty. I had the SCO trilogy. Yeah, I only played two. It's like okay, I should play. I should probably fire it up and play, play the others. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, I had fun, but I don't know. Uh, I I could just get this remastered on three sixty, buy it again, which would be stupid. Yeah. Um, or the remaster on Xbox One, but or I just might buy Syndicate and play that, or Black Flag because everyone loves that. Because Black Flag is mod- going to be modeling the the uh, controls and everything for Skull and Bones. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you know I could play any Assassin's Creed, but it, it it seriously felt like there's just too many coming out, yeah. and it, there's oversaturation, and that, that, that's the thing. That's it. Like everyone blames Call of Duty and Infinity War and all the all Activision for like they just pump out this game. It's the same game over and over again. Well, well, one they were successful at it. You know they made a lot of money doing that, and they had developers working in you know you know frog leaping each other to push these types of games out. That's why it worked. And every other studio tried to copy that and have annual releases. Mm-hmm. How can I miss you if you don't go away? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I will go say... Go the fuck away. At least what Ubisoft did right with Black Flag, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. it was you were more of a pirate than an assassin. And then, Yeah, that's a vibe I got from it. I mean, then, Blackbeard was afraid of you. So. Uh, in Syndicate, it's basically Grand Theft Auto in London. Uh, yeah. I mean, you run, you run a gang. A, a, yeah. a gang of London. And, you know, you're... you're you're big dick swinging on the street, man. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's a great approach for these sequels. Sure. Is it's like, well, we could view these assassins, but they should be different from every other. Yeah. And I'm hoping, at least with Origin, it's like, well, this guy's an assassin, but he's like the first assassin. So the way he does shit is very different from the other yeah. ones. Right. And, and like, I... that that is, I mean... It was fine when we were following the storyline of Desmond. Let's stop following Desmond. Let's st- yeah. step away from the cookie-cutter approach. That, uh, that was the other thing that bugged me about Assassin's Creed, was the stupid sci-fi element and the whole shit with Desmond and the... Uh, what's the device called? The, the Animus. The, the Animus. The Animus. Yeah. Like, why? Why fucking bother? Uh, I mean, I was fine with it because it, it I... set a tone for everything. And it, it, it just, to me, that was just stupid because you could have just had this... Cool medieval Assassin's Creed game, Assassin's game, and you could just tell stories in different time periods. And maybe you could have said, "Oh yeah, these guys are kind of semi-related." I guess I, you, I oh, actually oh, think the game you know, benefit cause... has benefited from it because you set this this worldwide conspiracy. Yeah, so that there was, was a fact, kind of... there was My th- this crazy group is doing some things and they have they basically have infiltrated every part of upper society and have access yeah, well, to I, it. I just like the fact that none of the far cries are connected. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that I'm makes fine sense. With that. Yeah. Uh, you gonna say something, Shane? I was just gonna say I felt like Assassin's Creed killed off Desmond too early because sure. I thought the whole sci fi ramp was gonna be, oh, we're gonna go modern Whoa, times spoilers. Assassins. No one. I'm kidding. I don't fucking care. No one cares. No one cares. It was in three. That game was garbage. I've always said that game is garbage. I just hated the fact that Desmond died, and then it's just like, I wanted Assassin's Creed New York. I wanted, you know... You wanted modern-day Assassin's Creed. Everyone wants modern-day Assassin. But but you know what? That's that's what's happening, and I can accept that. 
If you guys want Modern Day Assassin, just play a Batman Arkham game. Yeah, play that. <laughs> sure. Like to, bottom line. To be fair, Shane, I think the biggest thing about why a modern day Assassin's Creed game wouldn't work is because half the time, like I mean, modern day, you're not dealing with with melee weapons. You're dealing with firearms. Yeah. So like, <laughs> why do okay. I need to like use a hidden blade if I could just take out a silent pistol? hang from, like, above, and pop a dude in the head. I get the same concept. They're dead. Here's, <laughs> and that's here's when the you find out the original Sam Fisher was the assassin. Yeah, that's <laughs> when you roll a lump it together. Here's the other problem with the modern-day Assassin's Creed game. Mm. How in the hell would you narratively explain the leap of fate if you're in the streets oh. of New York or <laughs> L.A. or Chicago and you see some asshole, he's gonna jump! <laughs> And there's going to be some fucker going, jump, fucker, jump, because they want to see someone commit suicide. And then what do you land in? A trash can. <laughs> yeah, all I keep... Yeah, exactly. You land in a dumpster or a trash can. But all I keep thinking is the scene from the other guys with, with The Rock and Samuel Jackson. They look at each other and they go, aim for the hedges, always. And they jump out and there's no hedges. They just land and kill themselves on concrete. Right. That's that's what assass that's what a modern day Assassin's Creed game is. If anything, they probably wanted Watch Dogs to be the modern day Assassin's Creed. I, I could see that. But that failed. I mean at least the first one failed. I don't know how the second one did. Um Second one's apparently leagues better, but you know. Yeah, oh, yeah but from what uh, I've seen definitely. But you know, when your when your predecessor's dog shit, it's easy to not be dog shit. I don't, I don't even know or, if yeah. Watch Dogs was dog shit, it just wasn't good. Was, and like it just it, it failed on so many levels and a lot of it had to do with it took its own shit too seriously it could have been yeah, that's what I heard more as well. I like how you say it's not dog shit but every word out of your mouth is well it's kind of dog shit well no it's it's just yeah. it's not dog shit it's just it, it failed it just failed like unapologetically and it's frustrating because it's it's second iteration is actually like not bad from what I've seen, and I'm just, just baffled, baffled on why the second game wasn't just the first game. <laughs> like, like how how did you go? Let's make a serious game about this guy who's dealing with with issues where he's not with his family and he's a hacker and blah blah garbage. Sad story. I don't feel sympathy for this kind of character. Who's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, that that character was so wrong. He was too old. He was too much in his own world of being this birdie little fuck. Uh-huh. And, and it was also too much... Like, I felt like in those games there's too much gunplay. It's like, you should be a sneaky hacker who's, like, fucking the world over. Like, have some guns, that's fine. But your tricks should basically be, you know, the tricks. You're, you're, you know, you being the hacker that you are. And, and that's why I think the second one has done better. It's because it's right. like, you have access to drones to do your dirty work for you. Sure, you know, you can 3D print a firearm for yourself when you need it. Yeah. You know, need be, rust situation, don't got a drone on you, gotta, you know, gotta use what you got. But, like, mm. the rest of the time you have access to just, like, technology to basically bail your ass out. Like, I like And the that. other thing is, and the other thing is, you are a young dude. Yeah. And you're enjoying this in a sick way that only you can enjoy it if you're kind of young and free and don't give a fuck. I, I think they could have, like, you know, I, I think, I, I will agree that the, the age does have a hampering to the character. I think they could have done it with that character at that age. It's just they would have had to, like, they would have had to change a lot of things that probably would have benefited him and made him a more likable character. Yeah. And they just didn't. All right, we'll give him family issues. All right, we'll give him trying to do things to, to fuck over some company or government, or I don't even remember what the fuck it was for that one. Uh, my my younger brother's playing it right now because it's free on on uh on Xbox. See, the more you, de- I've never played it. The more oh. you describe it, though, it just sounds like watered down Splitter Cell. It is. Yeah, maybe it that's is. like it what it sounds been... like. Angry guy, family problems, has guns, can kind of hack stuff. Well, he can't. It would have been better. He can kind of hack stuff. He can. He has access to it. Yeah. It would have been better if he was a hacker who was delusional in the sense that, like, 
he blames the government, the whole of the government, oh, yeah. or something like that, that would have been for his he was crazy. <laughs> yeah, for his family's death. So he's now an anarchist. Yeah. So you get points for literally wrecking like the streetlights and the bridges and all this other shit. That would have been better. Yeah, but, but we didn't. We didn't whatever. have a character who is who is crazy. Instead, we had yeah. we had a mild mannered dude with we had with with gruff angst. Yeah, we had gruff angst. <laughs> My family. <laughs> God, it, <laughs> that's all those characters. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they they dropped the ball. Uh, but I mean, we can't. There's nothing we can do about it. We're not getting it. We got a, a second Watchdogs, and clearly was just better. Yeah. Yeah. There's one more game I want to ask you before we have to wrap up. And we should wrap up because I am disgusting. <laughs> Fair. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of Metro Exodus? Oh my. I keep wanting to say Exodius. Sure. Uh so I've loved the Metro series. Um Metro 2043 uh fucking one of my favorite games. Um Last Light kind of kind of bummed me out because it just I, I think the experience just wasn't as good um right uh there are definitely some like really cool segments but nothing about the game felt overly unique and i they also uh they also kind of it, it, at the end of metro one you're you're left with one of two options on how to end the game and I, I guess to continue the story, they just go, nope, that one ending didn't happen. Here's the ending that you're going to go with. And I was like, well, that's not even the ending I liked. That's kind of annoying. Kind of bullshit. Yeah, so, like, that's kind of bullshit. That kind of, like, I guess set the tone for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just didn't enjoy it nearly as much as, as uh, 2033. Exodus, though, I like that we're doing something new. We're leaving. We're leaving the metro. We're going outside without needing a gas mask on. You know, we're, yeah. getting, we're getting to explore a more colorful it, environment. Um, I want to see the system that this thing was running on. Mm. Because it looked too damn good to be true. It may be that it was pre-rendered alpha. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because that those bear, those giant rats... The crack in the visor and all that shit, and the gun, like everything, it looked beautiful and it looked like it would scare the shit out of me. Mm. I mean, but at the same time, I'm like, this looks way too good. Like you gotta have like the beefiest PC to play this. The, to be fair, though, there 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 is a number of the, those like quality elements that were in like the first two. Like the crack on the visor looked looked to me, you know, totally legit. Um... Well, I never played it, so yeah. That's picking up commenting, uh, picking up the the ammo off that body that looked like a because in in game there are some you know pre rendered scenes of like your character interacting with stuff because it's something new for the first time, so you know you're checking mm. it out. I, I will say some of the creatures did look a little more cleaned up than normal, but that could be that they've reworked those assets from the, the first couple of games. So yeah. we're getting kind of some nicer it- looking models. And it, yeah. and again, uh, there is also a strong possibility that's just pre-rendered that they like, you know, uh, just just kind of um, put it on rails to make it look like it was gameplay, uh, but it looks pretty. Um, yeah. Uh, but I am I am excited for it. Like I, I I do love the Metro series. I think it's a very cool series, and it has like this great sci-fi element to it without it being too up its own ass like there are times where it's just like you're smoking some crack there their exodus or uh metro but i mean you, you gotta tell an interesting story and i think they they chose kind of a, a a cool thing but still keep it within the confines of humans doing human things in an apocalyptic environment yeah, so, yeah. i'm i'm excited for it i was stoked when i got to watch the uh the xbox press conference and that was there like just uh felt really excited about it. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy. That that's that's good for that's good good for me. I liked that. And for others who like that, it's good for you too. We can we can enjoy enjoy this happy moment. Until whenever the hell it comes out cuz slated 2018 and that's you know anywhere between January till 
December. Yep. So I I will be happy when it comes out. Uh, I have plenty of other things to do prior to that point in my life. So uh, yeah, when it comes out, I will uh, I will definitely pick it up and play the fuck out of it. Yeah. And uh, the oh yeah, the Steam sale is out. Uh, when when people when people are listening to this on Friday, mm-hmm. the Steam sale will have already started the day prior. It starts tomorrow for us on Thursday. Alrighty then, time to, time so, to get your oof. wallets and weep, kiddos. I, I got... might get one or two games because of the new PC coming. I so yeah, just I, buy them and save them. I you. just got a paycheck. Oh shit! Bye bye. <laughs> I'm there's only one game I want to take a look at to see how how much it is because it's getting a new DLC for it. So what uh, XCOM two? Oh okay. yeah, they're they're you know surprisingly that game is getting something new. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I definitely am stoked. I want to see how much of it is because I've enjoyed the XCOM series. I'm I'm probably looking at getting City Skylines depending on how much it is and Dawn of War three depending on how much it is. Nice. Nice. And if it's not Dawn of War three, then probably Gothic Armada. Nice, very good. Uh, and that also, like, I'm I'm buying that maybe on a whim. It also depends on what the new PC is going to have. Sure. So yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. I right. uh, guess we should uh, be wrapping up now. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Please like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. And hey, if you're on the Facebook, you know, give us a share. Yeah, man. Yeah. Give us a share, comment, do all that stuff there. For sure. Um, we got stuff coming. We don't know when. We don't know how. We don't know what it is. <laughs> There's a lot of things we don't know. We'll get to it eventually. Most stuff. Ugh, okay. <laughs> We're trying. Yes, we are. That's all we can do. Thanks for tagging along. Yeah. Later. Later, y'all. We out. Later, days.